Hello and welcome back to another edition of Viper Bites. Thanksgiving is just around the corner, so put away those skinny jeans and get out those comfortable sweatpants. You know, the ones with the elastic stretchy bands, preferably the ones without the ankle stretchy bands, because that ain't right altogether. But let's sit back, let's enjoy some starts and sits for week number 12. As always, if you're watching on the Vipers Network, give us a thumbs up. There it is, right there. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Pocket Cast, I don't know what's out there. We're probably on that platform, so make sure to rate and review. And as, as always, questions, drop them in the comments section here on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter at MattDonnellyFBest. Without further ado, let's get into Week 12, Starts and Sits, starting with the quarterback position. We know there's no Patrick Mahomes. We know there's no Kyler Murray although it's been Colt McCoy for the last couple weeks. Arizona, Kansas City, both on buys this week. That leaves us with a handful of guaranteed starters, such as Lamar Jackson, if he's had his emodium, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, uh, Josh Allen, hopefully he's kind of recovered from that whole Indianapolis debacle, Dak Prescott, ditto on that one, and Jalen Hurts. These are must-starts every week regardless. Now, here are two more starts for Week 12 starting with Mac Jones versus Tennessee. I said grab Mac Jones off waivers, and now I'm saying fire him up this week against a Titans squad that allows quarterbacks to score the third most fantasy points in all the land. The Titans have allowed 18 passing touchdowns while only taking the ball away nine times. We know Mac Jones is efficient. We know he doesn't turn the ball over. And if that isn't a good enough reason to start Mac Jones, the Titans have allowed the second most passing yards this season, 2,978. I know what you're saying. Mac Jones hasn't thrown for multiple touchdowns in over a month. That changes this week as Jones is becoming more confident in running this offense. Another quarterback to fire up this week, Cam Newton versus the Miami Dolphins. If you thought the Titans were bad, there's one team even worse, and that's the Miami Dolphins, who have allowed 3,199 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, and are among the five worst teams in the league when it comes to shutting down the quarterback position for fantasy purposes. In his first start since last season, Newton was was uh, Week 11's QB4, posting 26.16 fantasy points, thanks in part of 20 to 25 passing, 46 yards rushing, he may have also thrown for two tutties and run one in himself. Now, the one quarterback I'm looking at sitting this week is one of my personal favorites, Justin Herbert versus the Denver Broncos. While I'm expecting this one to be a shootout, I'm not expecting Herbert to run for another 90 yards like he did last week. In fact, the Broncos have a formidable defense that have picked off opposing quarterbacks eight times a season and only allowed 13 touchdowns which happens to be the third fewest while surrendering the fourth fewest fantasy points per game to the position, 14.98. You're going to start him, but temper those expectations. And if you have better options out there, you may want to consider them this week. Now, at the running back position, you are going to start Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. These are guys you fire up each and every week. Alvin Kamara would normally be in this, but it looks like he's trending to being out again this week on Thursday. So what's that leave you? That leaves us with Javante Williams versus the Chargers. Yes, I just said sit Justin Herbert because the Broncos are good in that realm. But you know what? They're not so good when it comes to defending running backs as they're allowing 26 or more fantasy points to opposing running backs. And Williams, he just keeps getting better each and every week. And his legs, they'd be fresh. 
Now, I'm betting Williams finds the end zone for the first time since week seven in this contest as the Broncos will need to score in bunches and control the ball against their division foes. Now, another running back I'm firing up this week, Antonio Gibson versus Seattle. It took a while for Gibson to get going last week, but he did manage to finish with 95 yards on the ground and would have posted back-to-back double-digit fantasy weeks if it wasn't for that lost fumble. Now, Seattle, on the other end, have allowed the second-most fantasy points per game on average to opposing backs this season, allowing 30.27 per game while surrendering 1,021 yards on the ground along with eight touchdowns. J.D. McKissick is also a sneaky play and has some nice flex appeal as the Seahawks have surrendered the most receiving yards to running backs, 726 this season as well. Now, a running back that I'm sitting this week, on again, off again, that relationship with Miles Gaskin. This week, he's got the Carolina Panthers. Hey, you look, last week was a good matchup. This week, not so much. The Panthers are allowing the third fewest fantasy points to running backs this season, allowing only 18.55 per game while surrendering surrendering just over 1,300 scrimmage yards and six touchdowns to backs this season. Gaskin comes into this week failing to rush for more than 36 yards in three of the last five contests. Yeah, you can go sit yourself on the bench this week there, Miles. Now, the running back, or the wide receiver position, pardon me. Let's take a look at this. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel. These are guys you're firing up every single week, no matter what. Tyreek Hill, he's on a bye week. You know what? If I could fire him up on a bye week, I'd probably even consider that. That's how good Tyreek Hill's been. Now, now two more wide receivers who have been good as of late. Let's start with a Thanksgiving game. Let's start off with the Thanksgiving game kickoff here with Darnell Mooney versus Detroit. Technically, the Lions have been okay at defending opposing receivers, but we're sitting here talking about Darnell Mooney right now. With Robinson, a long shot to play this week, I would expect Andy Dalton, yes, Andy Dalton, to continue to pepper Darnell Mooney. Last week, the Ravens saw Mooney get targeted 16 times, and he found his, found a way to get 121 yards and a touchdown in that contest. Another wide receiver who's been hot lately, Brennan Ayuk, and this week he's got the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, Debo Samuel is the better play, but that doesn't mean you can't have two 100-yard receivers in the same game. Last week, the Vikings allowed both Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling to do just that. Yeah, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 100 yards. Seems weird to say that out loud. Now, Ayuk is coming off a top 10 fantasy week in which he posted 21.5 fantasy points. And the Jaguars, well, against them, everyone's been kind of doing that. He had seven catches, 85 yards, and one touchdown. That's how he got to those 21 fantasy points. It was the third time in four weeks that Ayuk has produced more than 10 fantasy points, and the Vikings will give up plenty of points to both Ayuk and Samuel this week. So, Matt, who are you starting? Who are you crazy enough to sit this week? Well, let me tell you, A.J. Brown, he is on my bench this week. I've I've seen enough of the Patriots defense. I've seen enough of this uh, Titans offense since Derrick Henry has been down to scare me away from must-starting A.J. Brown, especially against the top five defending defense when it comes to fantasy wideouts all season, a team that's only allowing 30.18 per contest. And we all know Bill Belichick will have something special up his sleeveless hoodie just for A.J. Brown on Sunday. Besides, it's not like it takes an evil genius to slow down A.J. Brown as he has failed to top 50 yards receiving in three straight. Moving along, tight end position. Travis Kelsey, we're going to look to replace him this week. Uh, Zach Ertz, we're looking to replace him as well this week. Who do we have? Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Gronk is back, and Noah Fant. These are guys you're putting in no matter what. Here are two more that you want to get in your lineup, starting with 
the Dallas Cowboys, Dalton Schultz versus the Las Vegas Raiders. We know Amari Cooper will miss this one, COVID-related. And CD Lamb, on a short week, must go through the concussion protocols in order to suit up, which is possible because Jerry's son said it to be so. Now, regardless, Schultz should see plenty of targets and opportunities this week. Last week, he saw eight targets, which it was the seventh time in the last game, eight games, that he saw five targets or more. And without Cooper, that number will continue to rise. The Raiders are allowing the third most points to tight ends this year, averaging 16.8 against, and have allowed six touchdowns along with 667 yards. We know the Raiders have sold out to stopping receivers this season, allowing only 123 receptions to that position. However, they've kind of allowed 63 to the tight end position, which is not good. Now, another wide res- or another tight end, pardon me, who I'm looking forward to playing this week, Austin Hooper versus the Baltimore Ravens. Now, why am I, Matt, why do you want to start Austin Hooper? Well, let me tell you, he comes into this one seeing five or more targets in three of the last four contests and comes off a week in which he saw a season high in receptions, four, targets, seven, and yards, 53, and now faces a Ravens defense that has allowed the fifth most points in fantasy to tight ends. Baltimore is allowing 16.39 fantasy points per game and have allowed six touchdowns to the position thus far. If you're looking for that replacement for Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper is a solid streaming option that's probably still on the waiver wire. Go get your guy. Go plug in Austin Hooper this week. Now, I'm not going to say Evan Ingram, although he has a great matchup against the Eagles team that's given up nine touchdowns, allowed 811 yards. I won't do it. All kinds of things going on in New York right now. They just can. Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens, he's coming in there right now. I don't know if that's an improvement or not. I'm avoiding that situation altogether. But here's the guy I'm sitting, and it hurts me again to do this. Mike Gusecki versus Carolina. This one does hurt. Like, I mean, a lot. It, it's like, you know you want to do it, go for the third or fourth plate of turkey there on Thanksgiving, and your belly's telling you not to do it, and you do it anyway. That's where I'm at with Gusecki this week. He has been a must-start pretty much all season. I even almost forgave him for that goose egg a couple of weeks ago. I haven't. I'm petty that way, and I have trust issues. Now, this week he faces a stingy Panthers defense when it comes to fancy tight ends. Which, by the way, don't Google fantasy tight ends. It's probably not the best decision you'd make today. Now, Carolina is averaging just over 10 points a game in which they've allowed tight ends to score this year for fantasy. And when you look at it a little bit deeper, week 12, they've only given up through 12 weeks, 448 yards receiving, which happens to be the ninth best mark at the uh, defending the position there so far this year. So, you know what, Mike Gusecki, you're going to have to sit. Panthers defense has the advantage in this one. With that all being said, these are your starts and sits for Week 12. Head over to FantasyPoints.com, enter promo code 21Vipers10, and get 10% off that subscription today. Catch you later.